The Grappling Hour is brought to you by Ludagear, athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire Grub Meal Prep. Meal Prep. Done right. friends. Hello, true believers, I guess is a good way to start off this week. Let me just say this real quick. If you're going to book a show, why not book a show like today? Because today is a massive show, guys. I'm not just bringing you one ADCC trials uh, winner from the East Coast. I'm bringing you two. And I'm also bringing you an EBI trials I mean, just everybody's won a trials. That's it. I said everybody who comes on today's show better have won a GD trials. And uh, what better way to start off than to get to know a gentleman who I've never interviewed before. I'm very excited to get to know him. Uh, many of you are familiar with his work. If you are at all uh, living and breathing in jiu-jitsu, you know that the name Jonathan Satava is uh, one that inspires uh, both confidence in seeing a good match and fear that you don't have to go up against him. But I thought, what better way to get to know the gentleman than to bring him on our show right now for your viewing pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Jonathan Satava. Sir, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Really excited to be here. Well, you say that now, but let's see what happens in about five minutes or so. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you're glad to be here. And I got to tell you, man, I've been a huge fan of everything that you do. You know, there's such a great element of jiu-jitsu i know that some of my friends when i told them that i would be interviewing you uh they all say that you are the heir apparent to marcelo's uh style of jiu-jitsu how does that make you feel yeah i mean it's uh in a way it's a big responsibility but it, it makes me feel kind of honored you know he was he was my idol kind of growing up even before i met him in the sport and um just to have that kind of attached to me, you know, holds a lot of weight, but I kind of enjoy carrying it. And uh, he's my teacher, right? So that's where my jiu-jitsu comes from. So I think that makes sense. And I mean, there are worse things people could be called or uh, ascribed to. Uh, but man, to get at the, at the top of the food chain, let me ask this, because I guess when they were doing all this sort of prepackaged sort of stuff, there was a headline that stopped my heart, which was, wait, I'm sorry, he's... Don't mess with me, clickbait. Because the clickbait was starting to make it seem like Marcelo is coming back to compete. Is he, or is that just a really good headline? Because I want to know right now if my heart should stop and, and what to do about this. I think he's going to come back. Um, you know, who, who knows to what extent. I think he'll definitely, you know look into taking some super fights and things like this. You know, I don't want to speak for him, but just from the little that we've chatted and stuff like that, he seemed very game game for that. You know, maybe you'll see him at an ADC super fight, or I guess he just said Kazai, right? So who knows? That that would be that'd be super exciting. And he even said, you know, Worlds too. So I don't know. I don't know to what extent he means, but um, when, him, when him and I have chatted, you know, he, he wants to come – come back at least for you know a fight or two as long as his kids will you know kind of allow it you know okay i mean i don't care how or when or why i mean what do i need to do to bribe <laughs> those kids because here's the thing that i always <laughs> like to say you know marcelo very pure beautiful jiu-jitsu i'm sure you as a fan understand there's an element of magic in getting to see him compete and like we're still studying his tapes to this day and yeah. 
we're learning more and more that more individuals keep going towards MMA. So whenever we lose like a Hadolfo to MMA, I'm like, no, I'm not done. I'm not done learning yeah, everything yeah. you've got. So when you get somebody who's one of those mat- mythical unicorns who says, I'd like to come back, you go, oh, please, would you? Don't mess with <laughs> yeah. me, my man. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my my feelings too. And I don't know, whenever whenever I hear him coming back, I always remember this this story. One of uh, our teammates um, or his student, he they were talking about you know, how many titles he won and everything like that. And I remember that teammate holding up nine fingers and then Marcel going over to his hand and putting up one more finger. So, <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to talk for him. So right. he, he'll tell you better than I can. And, but it seems like, seems like we can, we can see at least a little more out of him. So I'm excited for that. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. You know, I'm again, I'm not going to hold you under uh, investigation here. I'm just saying, Listen, I've never interviewed the man, the myth, the legend. Um, and uh, when you see a flow grappling headline, uh, they've in the past been hit and miss with being like, hey, read this article because something might be good in it. And so to use Marcella, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. don't you start with me. <laughs> I can I can put up with a lot of clickbait. Because uh, I sent a text to one of my friends and I just said, uh, you know, business is picking up because to see him would be, I think, wonderful for the sport. Uh, and that's just totally. speaking from the, the fan perspective. So, totally. but let's focus a little bit on you because, my man, accomplishing what you have accomplished is no easy task. But you had an amazing run over at ADCC Trials. And uh, I unfortunately was not able to get out there uh, to cover it. So I always like to reach out to those individuals who uh, won it and, and give them their proper time to talk about it. So I'd love to hear, you know, what does your ADCC prep look like and when does it start? Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. This this one was, was uh, not, a, not as structured or as as focused as uh, my other ones have been. Um, uh, I kind of have a lot of things going on in my life right now. So, but in a way that was, that, that was kind of liberating, you know, just to be able to go out there and, and uh, not, not, not feel that pressure that sometimes we as competitors put on ourselves, you know? So mm. um, in a way it kind of, it kind of maybe worked, worked out, but you know, I'm still, tra- I was still training, um, you know, probably twice, twice a day, maybe like four times a week. And then, and then once a day on that fifth day, and then still finding time to lift and, and, and get a cardio session. And also, and a little bit of wrestling, not as much as I would have liked, but, um, but yeah, so, so I still, I still got the time, the time in, uh, or the sessions in, it just, just wasn't, wasn't as structured and on the schedule that I normally that, that I normally fo- follow, like for example, I'd so, sometimes I wasn't getting training sessions in with my main training partners, like Mateos, like Marcos, like you know Gianni, so many other little Mateos, so many other high-level guys, because you know I, I had other obligations. So so, but I still made sure that I found my my time to get those sessions in. I guess you mentioned one thing that kind of struck out to me there. Uh, one is a person who just doesn't do it. Uh, but two, as a person who's used the excuse of, well, Barcelo says he doesn't lift. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't lift, why am I going to lift? And yet here we are, sir. You're there telling us right now that you got to get lifts in. Does, does Marcelo prod you on that? Does he say, like, is my teaching not good enough uh, that you got to run to the weights? <laughs> like, what does that feel like, my man? So it's 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 a thing because... I'd say I, I'm one of the students who have been with Marcel for probably the longest, I think. And um, in a way, I've got to see him evolve as a coach as well. And, and um, you know, when we were we were younger, you know, I remember him, you know, kind of like you said, like, like being a little bit like, yeah, why do you guys need to do that stuff? Like, I'd rather you guys save your energy for for my my trainings and to train jujitsu hard. That's what's most important. But as he got older and he's kind of matured as a coach and also, you know, seen kind of the effects, he, 
if you talk to him nowadays, he'll, he'll tell you that he thinks you need something supplemental, not for the sake of making your jiu-jitsu better, but for the sake of keeping your body kind of healthy. Um, so uh, he's definitely more understanding, you know, when it comes to that. And, you know, I have I have what also works works for me, too. What works for one might not work for another. And, you know, I like I said, I, I try to do some strength work at one time a week, a cardio one time, and then more of like a rehab. Um, with my trainer, uh, uh, Johnny, he, he runs the hood movement if you want to check him out. But, um, and yeah, so that's me and, and that's what, that's what's been working for me. That's fine. So but you, I, I hope you understand you're killing what has been a large tenant of my excuses that I've been able to run <laughs> for years. Like we're talking, I've gotten away with this excuse for yeah. close to a decade of me saying like, well, you know, Marcelo has said, and people are like, Raf, Waf, we, we know. Um, yeah, but how's your, how's your body feel though? Like like now, I mean, how long have you been training jiu-jitsu for, right? About eight, nine years, yeah. Eight or nine years, how's, how's your body holding up? Like, I mean, I don't know how often you're training, but, but that's the thing that kind of Marcelo like kind of realized, you know, so. I, listen, I understand that. But you guys, <laughs> you guys started off as like pristine uh, automobiles. I started off as a jalopy, and uh, you know, come on, come on, come on. I essentially like no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Like my uh, jujitsu is very functional. It gets you from place to place, yeah. but like it's not like it gets put out on a display or in a museum or anything. It's just kind of like, oh well, okay, good for him. That yeah. yeah. So that's <laughs> well. It's. It, I think. I think. Like. I think. Uh, you know. You gotta find. You gotta find what works for you. And if that's been working, then you know uh, it's not an excuse. Well, let's let's be very clear. I would not say whatever I'm doing is working. Uh, there are a thousand <laughs> times when people will be like, "Raf, show me what that that thing that you do." And I was like, "Please don't do anything I do." In fact, if you see me rolling, <laughs> do the exact opposite of what I'm doing, and I think you're doing the right thing. Um, you know, it's the do as I say, not as I do, because I'm always like, anytime the younger belts look at me and they're like, well, that's the way we should do it. I was like, no, no, this is the stupid jujitsu <laughs> that works for me. I don't know how to explain this for you. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious, though. So with all that, you know, you, you got a lot going on. What does your day look yeah. like as it comes down to ADCC? You're somebody who competes all the time. And yet it feels like another day at the office. However your want to go to ADCC has to be high. So your want yeah. to be back there and controlling that with just another day at the office has to be two almost very conflicting ideas as you get into the day of competition. Yeah. Th those things that we wrestle with all the time. Right. And, um, you know, on the day of the tournament, at least the days when I, I think I perform my best is when I'm kind of just, just present and, and kind of happy to be there, you know, and thankfully that was one of those days. And, um, that's most important. If you get caught up in your th thoughts too much, you're just, you're just, you're just not going to be focused on the match in front of you, the, the opponent in front of you, and you're going to miss it, miss opportunities. That's, that's my experience at least. So, um, the way I kind of, it's, it sounds kind of funny, but the, the, the way I kind of deal with that kind of mental battle is just not to participate in it. So, yeah. That's a good choice. I mean, I'm glad you're able to, to do that. But I, I think that also comes with being able to do it for so many years that you can kind of pick and choose how it is. You know, it feels comfortable. Totally. It feels like going in and doing anything else. Like, uh, you know, and totally. to be very blunt, I do feel like, you know, your room especially in training <laughs> – uh, might be just as hard, if not harder, <laughs> than some of those trials. Uh, that's not meant to put any of your opponents down. It's more so a reflection of, yeah, you you name some names there. Yes, yeah, totally. I think uh, I think it's like anything. You know, some people. It's not just learning jiu-jitsu when you're a competitor. You also have to learn how to how to compete and how you compete, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's part of it, and then. Definitely having the training partners that I have and the coaches that I have, you know, you can't help but go into there with confidence. I, I remember so many tournaments, like, like walking into the tournament, like walking up, for example, at Worlds, like the pyramid steps, like 
with so many guys at my side and I'm just like, man, we got the best crew here. It's just the way I feel, you know? So, yeah. um, it helped. No, of course, of course. Now, all right, let's walk through the day. Your very first match starts off very solid. You get a submission uh, to start the day off. Uh, walk us through how that match goes in your interpretation, sir. Oh, man, I was not happy with that match, actually. Wow. Uh, I felt like I was like, I don't know. There was, Being honest, there were some like weird things that happened leading up to that fight with the weigh-ins and stuff like that. I ended up having to to cut I don't even know where to start but I ended up ha- long story short I ended up ha- I ended up having to cut um an extra 2 pounds when I got to the venue that I shouldn't have had to cut um and uh so yeah I was running for probably a good like 40 minutes you know I I hadn't eaten or or drank anything at that morning at that point my weight was good right but um it wasn't the point. It was the point where I was planning to weigh in and then eat and stuff like that. They usually give you a couple hours for ADCC, but I had to spend my whole window before the first fight running this weight off. Jesus. Which turns out that I didn't need to run the weight off, but anyway. Hold uh, on, hold on. No, then- no, 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 no. Don't <laughs> bypass that. You can't bypass that. I'm going to tell you this okay. right now. For the mere fact yeah. that you're talking to an actual fat human being, uh, <laughs> who's, when I hear that you don't give me an actual scale that's working properly and that my first concern is, do you know how hard it is for me to do this? Because that on top of, we've been talking about this with multiple people, but I really feel it's the truth that on top of the amount of length of time it took for you guys to get certain points with certain referees would send me into a cataclysmic epic failure like i'm talking when i saw some of those guys waiting 40 seconds to give points i was like my heart can't do it oh yeah 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 totally totally i don't know if abcc just waits longer to give the rules but i don't know what happened in the wanes that day but there were some miscommunications at least for on on some people's ends and uh long story short like we I sent an email the day before checking when the weigh-ins were going to be. They told me 9.30. They started at 8. But I ended up, like, figuring it out. No problem. Go to the venue. Uh, you check in at the desk, right? And the guy's uh, the guy gives me the wristband. And, it, and I'm asking him, oh, are the weigh-ins start yet? And he's like, no, they didn't start yet. Go wait in the gymnasium. I'm waiting in the gymnasium for, like, half an hour. My teammates are uh, – I finally asked my teammate. I'm like, so do you guys, like, did they call weigh-ins? And they're like, dude, go weigh in. And I'm like, what the heck? All right, so go to the weigh-ins. I'm thinking I'm going to be on weight because, you know, I checked it this morning. I thought I had my scale right, this and that. Step on the scale. They're like, oh, you're, you're 0.5 kilograms over. It's about like a pound and a half, two pounds. <laughs> and um, I'm like, all right, damn, fuck, I guess my scale's off, right? So I start running it off, come back, and, I, and I'm still 0.1 over. While I'm there, there's another kid in my division complaining basically that the – that this scale is different from the other scale. Mind you, they had my division weigh on, on this like $20 health meter scale versus this nice electric scale next to it. Okay, <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to talk bad about the venue, but I'm just being honest. I'm just giving you guys the facts. And, I, and Again, uh, here's the difference. I, I hope that people understand that it's different. It's not like you're talking trash about somebody in particular. You are yeah. recounting an athletic perspective exactly. of what yeah. happened. And to be very blunt, like this is the stuff that people think, oh, I'm going to a Naga. You know, no big deal. Yeah. It happens to me there. We're talking this is ADCC trials. So it, it can happen anywhere. And yeah. honestly, if you're really thinking it out, it can affect the performance. It can take you out of your element. So I think it's important to say it. I don't think you're sitting there trashing the entire thing, like being like, yeah. "De Blas, yeah. get your kids in and order." I don't, I don't want them to screw me after. Him. I don't know. I'll tell you but two anyway. things. One, I don't think they're listening to the show. Uh, two, <laughs> if they are listening to this show, they can take this uh, this very kindly worded statement from me, which is, "Go fuck yourself." Because listen, guys. <laughs> We're not trying to talk shit about anybody. Don't make it about yourself. We just want to know if you're unhappy with getting a submission in the first round that you're competing in, 
Yeah. I have to ask why, and more importantly, you, you do fill in some of that context. Because honestly, if I got a sub in that first round, I don't care how much weight I miss. I'd be like, I got a sub in this first round. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, thank you for clarifying that and pointing that out. That 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 helps me a lot. But um, yeah, so I'll just finish it up real quick. So anyway, the. At this point, when I'm point one over, they tell me you have 10 minutes left to make the weight. And so, like, I'm not going to sit here and listen to this guy who's arguing with them about the scales, right? right? So I'm just like, okay, let me just run this off. So at this point, you know, I probably ran, like, 40 minutes. Think about how much I can run for 40 minutes, right? Like, probably ran, like, a good, like, three, four miles easy. And, um, and you know, at this point, I'm losing time also that I should be eating or rehydrating. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I come back eight minutes later. All of a sudden, I'm I'm... 0.6 kilograms under. So they recalibrated <laughs> no. the scale for the other scale, right? Yeah, it's, it's not a joke. <laughs> so no. I'm just like, I don't know what happened, if the, if the scale got moved or whatever, or something. Maybe, who knows? Maybe they did me a favor, and I'm, and I'm like, you're trashing them. You know what I mean? Maybe they did it for me. I don't know. But the point is, is like, like the scale was way different than it was. And there's no way I lost that much in eight minutes, right? Yeah. So, um, anywho... Uh, so then they, then I pretty much, you know, got there and, 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 you know, my first fight, I was just, uh, honestly, I was just out of it. And, mm. and I felt like, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't feel good in my first two fights. And, you know, I got the submission, my first fight, but I remember feeling like I shouldn't have, I should shouldn't have finished. Like, I felt like if he would have fought my hands instead of trying to pull my head, I don't know if I would have been able to hold on. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have edged out the match, but, but. I think it was honestly a mistake on my opponent, not something good that I did, you know, at least for that finish. So, yeah. Eh, it worked. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, we have two different interpretations of how we saw it. I saw what I saw live, and I'm glad I get the background on it. But, you know, I yeah, mean, yeah. we progress yeah. to the next stage of the game. Are you one of the people yeah. who is watching your opponents in between because – there does seem to be a split, or do you just not care? And especially after something that intense happens to begin with, do you just need to go somewhere else to get back in your zone? Yeah, no, I don't watch it all. Uh, I feel bad sometimes because sometimes I feel like I should be helping out my teammates. And if I have enough time, like I, like I will, but I'm kind of selfish competition day, and, and I just go off, lay down, put on some chill music again, and then get ready, just mentally get ready for the next one. I don't think anyone's going to behold you uh, for being <laughs> selfish on a day where you're competing. <laughs> They're just going to look over and yeah. be like, look at Satava, just thinking of himself again. Over there listening to Sade. How dare he? Yeah, yeah. Enya, Enya. Oh, it's Enya. Oh, okay. I, you know what? I knew it was something you hear when you go to a spa. So I wasn't yeah, too far yeah. off. Let's talk about your next match. Your next match goes 3-0, uh, which probably does feel good. It's an Ahenzo Gracie uh, individual that you're going up against in Stout. Uh, what are your recollections for this? Are you able to get back on track? Where are you mentally here? I think I missed the rear naked choke on that one, too. I think I had a crucifix, and I missed it. I, I, and I wasn't happy about, about that, but, you know, next fight, that was my, that was my attitude kind of towards that. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we continue on. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, I just I want you to be honest on these, and I'm getting it. It's just I like the idea of being like, yeah, that one sucked too. Next, can Sorry, we get to the dude, one where I where I like win the championship? Because that'd be cool too. Like, uh, do you do you begin to be happy toward this time? Because now we're getting to the point where you advance. <laughs> Things seem to be going pretty well. You're up 9-0, which, yeah, sure, maybe you don't get the sub, but 9-0 has got to make you feel pretty good at this point, though. Yeah, that guy was tough. I I, I, I missed the rear naked choke on him, too, honestly, but he was tough. He was he was, he was was a game competitor, and I think he was, like, a good wrestler and stuff like that. So um, that match, I kind of I, – I started to find, like, more my rhythm. I think I was – more hydrated from the from the weight cut at that point because 
ADCC runs through the fights. They don't do it by division, right? They run through all the first round, then all the second round, so on and so on for each category. So, yeah, it gave me some time to rehydrate. It felt better that one. And sometimes your fight, your whole fate is uh, tuned into the idea that you might have uh, one round for a different weight class go real quick. And then you're like, oh, I guess I'm back up again. So what is it feeling like? Are you feeling energized? Are you feeling rested? Or are you still kind of in that weird place of like, this feels weird? No, rested. But my third fight, I was good. My first two fights, I felt like a little out of it. But my third fight, I felt like, okay, I'm I'm hydrated. I'm rested. I think I even took a little nap and I was just like ready to go by that point. So, Okay. All right. So now we're at what? We're at quarters. So it's you versus... DeGarmo, and it's a 520, yeah. you get a submission. Again, yeah, now are you fight. able to, well, now are you not able to beat yourself up as you're like, oh, I let that rear naked choke <laughs> go twice. Uh, if I do it one more time, I'm quitting jiu-jitsu because I suck. Ugh. <laughs> no, that was my best fight. That was my best fight. I was happy with that one. For sure. For sure, that was my best fight. How were you able to set that up and finish it? Um... I remember, I think I trapped his arm. Um, his arm ended up slipping out, but it was too late. I, I, I already, uh, I already, uh, I actually, this fight, now that I think about it, if I remember, there was some, some one of the fights, I think it might have been this fight, the, the guys, what they were doing was they were, I would get like a good position on them, like pretty much almost passed. And then right before the points were turned, they would basically throw their guard to the side. So I, they, I wouldn't get the pass points, right? I think he might have been one of those guys, but it's funny because it happened to me so many times that I started to realize that I can just throw my leg over like like with my good underhook and my cross face for a bad mount. And if they don't if they don't lock the half guard again for me to pass again, then then I'm going to get the mount. And I think at that point he turned and and um, I think that's how I was able able to take the back on that one. Unless I'm getting confused, but. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I, think, rules, I think you're right on that one. Yeah, yeah, the rules are the rules are so di- different, right? There's there's different strategy involved than what we're used to. So you know, uh, I guess it made sense. But then it, it's like what what their counters are. But then it's like okay, I got to figure out a way to counter to counter their strategical counters. You know, so. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so walk me through what happens in this because in the semifinals we start to find. Something weird is happening, and I'm not being yeah. walked through it in any way. I was doing a live stream version of talking through it, and so I was very confused because Flo Arena was all over and didn't know exactly what was happening here. Yeah, it was weird. The semifinal match. I think, I think I was so I was supposed to fight PJ. I think tenth planet guy, um, and he got hurt with a guy. I think from Tom the Blast's school. I'm pretty sure. And, um, anyway, but PJ won the, won the match. Right. And so the one, one of the other coordinators, not Tom, one of the other one came up to me and was like, Oh, like, you know, uh, PJ can't fight. So you're good. And then later he came up to me as well as like the guys from flow. I don't know if they were trying to figure it out or if they were telling me it was kind of weird, but they were like, Oh, but we got somebody else for you to fight. And I'm just like, this doesn't seem right to me. Like you got somebody else for me to fight. Like imagine Leandro Lowe didn't get to fight Bushesha in the final. Like when Bushesha gave him, gave him that title last year. Right. Like they put in a substitution because he got hurt. Like, come on. Like that doesn't, that's not the way a tournament format works. Right. So the guy actually from ADCC, uh, the head referee confirmed and was like, no, he doesn't have to fight. Like he gets a pass and that's it. So that's what happened. That is pretty interesting that, that uh, like for a split second, they're like, you feel like you go, well, welcome to the finals. And they go, hold on. Right. Behind this door is your <laughs> next opponent. And you're just like, no, no, no. Listen, dude, sounds great. This is not a game yeah. show. I want to just yeah. win. Right, right, right. That's that's literally was my mentality. And, you know, there's a sense of like as fighters, you know, it's or competitors. It's tough because you you, you want to go out there and compete. And you don't want to back down from a from a match. But. At the same time, we got to also keep the bigger picture in mind. And the bigger picture was, you know, winning the tournament and not not the next match. So even if I won the next match, who knows? Maybe I would have been tired for my final. So, sure. you know, if if the rules say that, 
you know, I've gotten screwed by the rules. This time the rules worked in my favor. So let's do it like that. That's the way I felt. So, Well, from a fan perspective, uh, I would have loved to have seen you and PJ. So that was yeah. disappointing. But from totally. a different perspective of an athlete where you're getting in there, you know, it is strange to be put in that predicament where you're like, well, I didn't do it. You know, it's not my yeah. fault. And you have to yeah. think, like, what would another athlete do in that situation? You know, we love you guys for being do-or-die individuals who are like, I don't care who you put in there. Put someone in there and let me go to war. Let me bang, bro, or whatever the grappling version of that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the hard part for me is I think sometimes that version of it means this other person gets a shot out of nowhere to do yeah. what they weren't afforded either. That's true. He didn't earn his spot to fight me there. You know what I mean? So so it, that's, it's that's complicated. Good... Don't get me wrong. I would take that spot. I would be the person yeah. who was like, hey, I know I didn't win <laughs> anything, but like, I mean, if I just warp zone to the semis, come on. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not yeah. going to talk shit about anybody who would take that opportunity because I would 100% do it. But that has to make you feel good oh. that you were able to rest your energy uh, for what ended up being... A very solid match for your your actual finals match. So, can you talk us through your finals match as well? Yeah. So, this is something that I've been. Uh, my finals match was something that you know I have mixed feelings about because I executed a strategy that I had in mind, um, but at the same time, I've kind of been been at, at at war with that, like internally with myself throughout more towards my black belt career. Um, you know, I, at once, once I hit black belt, I felt like I, I lost, I let a couple of matches get away from me that, that I could have won. Um, just, just because I was kind of being too reckless and, and kind of really trying to keep going forward and keep going for the, the submission, you know, uh, what I feel like embodies more the spirit of the, of, of the sport, of the art or whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, unfortunately, the way the sport fortunately or unfortunately, the way the sport works is, you know, you got to win. And so in that finals match, as soon as I clinched with him, I was like, I can take him down whenever I want. Like, I, sometimes you just know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just like, man, like, I'm going to wait for the points. And so I just waited and, and I took him down, I think, 10 seconds into the points period. So I was right about that assessment, thankfully. And, um, and then from there, I was, I was trying to pass his guard. He's got a tough frame system. You know what I mean? And I know he likes to get underneath the leg. So I was trying not to give him that. And, um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I ended up winning. I think they gave me a penalty for, for action on top and they gave him a penalty for pulling guard towards the end. So I think I won like one, one nothing or something I think it was or or I have a two zero I think or something like that yeah two zero is what I have here yeah yeah so um so yeah it was it was a it was a good it was a good match Jason's tough we we fought before um at the lower belts um so it was cool to fight him again at the black belt and he had a pretty good day into himself as well like that's the hard part that it is to explain to a lot of the athletes is whenever we're watching as fans, obviously they're like, I didn't win, uh, whatever, I hate things. But for me, yeah. I had a fun time watching him as well because yeah. <clears throat> he had a he had a number of highlights that I thought were, were fairly solid uh, throughout the day. So I like the fact that there's an element, maybe one that you're now hearing yourself say more than you're aware of but that you were super grumpy on a day that ended up pretty good for you. So when it's all said and done, are you, are you stopping being grumpy? Do they put the metal on and you're just like, Oh, two rear naked chokes. Oh <laughs> God damn it. Uh, no, I was happy. Okay. Come on. How could you not? I tried so hard for this, for, you know, ADCC, you have to overweight two years for the tournament. Right. Yep. And, and, um, you know, I've, I think the first time I did these trials, I made it to the the semis, and then the second time I did the trials, I took third. So to finally get it, you can't help. You're I'm uh, for sure happy, and you feel feel that you know rush of like accomplishment and, and things like this. I think um, 
but uh, I'd be lying to say that I don't think about those very naked chokes. Uh, and uh, but I think about it from a sense like, okay, I, I can't miss those during the actual ADCC because that could cost me. You know, sure. so the fights are way longer. You know, you miss those. That's a big deal. So sure, and also, you know, pros and cons because uh, three and three is a wacky format for trials. Yeah. Just in my opinion, especially when you get the, the top tier athletes, it's just done with the mindset of, yo, yo, we got to go. This We can't be here all day, yeah. guys. Um, but it's hard to train for that because <clears throat> if you really think about it, those three minutes that you have to not worry about points don't mean you just don't worry about jujitsu. You still want to be right. in the best possible positions. But then to have that thing happen where you go and time and I'm going to get this takedown and um you know, I'm good with this. We just want to keep it right here and yep. uh, just kind of advance the time. I'm good with that. <clears throat> I, yeah, I think that's uh, an important uh, skill that people have to have, though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think, you know, uh, playing the clock and things like that is something that is a skill, unfortunately, that we have to develop if we're going to go compete. Or fortunately, depend how you look on it. But uh, the, the rules worked out to my favor. Um, you know, if you, if you pull guard in the final, it's minus one, even in the no point yeah. period. So he couldn't really, he couldn't really pull on me or he did, at least he didn't take that risk. Right. So, um, yeah. Okay. So we discussed that you're at least happy with yourself after this is all said and yeah. done. Uh, considering you had to do all the extra running and you had to, you know, you were told you were fat, which I'm sure makes you feel great walking <laughs> in. Is there anything that you do to celebrate or commemorate? Man, I just needed to get get home. Uh, <laughs> I was in New Jersey. <laughs> I had a hike back. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's weird because New Jersey is like local enough where you don't want to pay for an extra hotel night. Sure. So, um, but uh, I don't know. I think I got some five guys and then just went for just drove back home and that's pretty much Good it for you. I just feel bad because yeah. whenever I replenish, like whenever I've gotten too many pounds down. I think there's a natural law of order that like allows me to go. I mean, there's a burger joint right there. I mean, in and out and I are going to make friends tonight. So I'm glad yeah, you were yeah. able to do that. I mean, after the tournament, I think like even at least some of the articles and information that I've encountered, like, like it says, like you need those refeeds, especially you, you deprive yourself of that many calories for that long to cut that weight and stuff like that. So, it's almost like the weight doesn't even bounce back up after that. those meals after the tournament. Whatever you say, kid. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to let you uh, tell me whatever science sounds good to me. Where, so that way, whenever I like go to eat after training really hard, I'm going to be like, guys, Satava told me from a very reliable source he read somewhere uh, that it's Taco Tuesday and I need to replenish my body after training really hard. So There you go. You know, if he's, go. he's going to ADCC trials, none of you guys are. So I'm just saying, uh, you know, Jonathan, again, since this is our first uh, time kind of interviewing, I, I do like to go back and kind of know a little bit about where the jiu-jitsu begins for you, because you don't just end up on a podium for ADCC trials. That takes years. That takes, well, for some people, I don't know about this new model kid who's in the heavyweights uh, that Jay Regal Budo's uh, shopping around. But six months in, I'll talk with him later. I'm talking, where does the jiu-jitsu journey begin for you, sir? Um, I was 18. I just turned 18 when I started because it was my first semester of college at Stony Brook University in Long Island. And uh, there was a jiu-jitsu club on campus. I did some martial arts when I was younger and, you know, um, wanted to find something to do on campus, kind of extracurricular. And uh, I actually was looking for the MMA club, but it was a jiu-jitsu club. And I'm like, oh, what's the difference? like just hop in that and um fell in love with it eventually after you know kind of uh realizing that this was my my passion in life and kind of wrestling with like what to do with that and what to do about that uh i took a chance kind of dropped out and um more or less joined marcellos and and uh never looked back thankfully you know i was in the right place at the right time and um, had a lot of opportunities come my way because of it. Were you in sports to begin with? I mean, you seem like a fairly in shape human being. So <laughs> did that happen? And if so, what sports were you playing to begin with? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I grew up probably right around the time where 
where you know video games were just kind of starting out to get 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 good and uh but we played outside a lot during the day so me and my friends around the neighborhood would cycle through you know all the i guess the popular sports like basketball football baseball this and that but as far as like team sports go as a school growing up and stuff like that i played some baseball and and um I skated actually gro- growing up a lot. and Yeah, so and I noticed. All, and I don't, you know. don't want to give people the exact name <laughs> that you have for your Skype, but it does show <laughs> yeah. how long it's oh, been since oh, you've man. used uh, your Skype account when you send this to true. me. And I was like, kid, <clears throat> listen. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't Skype. You can tell. I made it that long ago. That's true. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, there are some screen names I don't know that I'd want to revisit at this point in my life uh, that yeah. I created when yeah. I was a teenager. But oh, sure, sure. I just thought, like, <laughs> I couldn't help but say. <laughs> it's like, this is definitely old. Yeah. Well, I couldn't help but think, You're like, old. all right, kid, how much shit do I need to give him for being a skateboarder <laughs> who then found his way into jujitsu? As if there's not a host of other people who are like, yeah, I was boarding. Then one day I just like skateboarded past Marcelo's and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm just happy to be super athletic. I'm going to go in there. And now I'm super badass. Like, I didn't know that I should give you that much shit, which is why I wanted to ask. So that's what, here's the question. It wasn't though. quite like that, but, but, but yeah, I skated growing up. I'll, sure. I'll tell you this much. It's the story that's going to get the headlines going out of this. Pro Grappling is going to report and be like, a rebel skater surfer dude <laughs> jonathan satava quick, quick cruises his way into marcelo garcia backstory um here's the question that i love asking people because i think it's pivotal to know for athletes that connects them which is when did you know that you actually fell in love with jiu-jitsu you obviously had a mecca of place to a really really love and and to learn the craft but when's the moment that you say all right cool i'm not a hobbyist this is what i'm doing Okay, so I told you I did like martial arts, like growing growing up and stuff like that when I was younger. So I guess my love for like combat and stuff like that started uh, at a younger age. But you know, as far as jujitsu goes, I don't I don't know. I, I'm 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 competitive. I'm very competitive, and and I guess my kind of pack up and go moment, I guess I'll call it, was actually was uh, when I was a blue belt. I, it was at the Abu Dhabi World Pro Trials in New York. It was so not the one in the geek, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I lost a match to some kid who I felt like I should have beat. Like, and then he went on and and won the trip. And I just like I was so upset with myself and so distraught, like being like, "What am I doing with my life? I don't even like what I'm doing in school. Like, I feel like I can make something out of this." Like. Like I'm not going to school tomorrow. Like that's that's that's, that's, that's literally what it was. Uh, <laughs> Kids, uh, a small disclaimer: uh, Jiu-Jitsu is great and all, yeah. but you know, uh, education also important. So anyway, go on. <laughs> Jesus, I think I think you I think education uh, is definitely important and has its place. It just depends what you want to do for your career, you know. And that wasn't. Yeah, no, good save, kid. You're you're doing great. Yeah. Aces all around. <laughs> I, it was just one of those things where it just like I got to the point where I jumped around majors so much. Also, where it was just like I was trying to find the the career path that would give me the biggest opportunity to train. Like I remember, for for example, like Rich Franklin being a teacher and also making it to the UFC, and I thought that was like the coolest thing. So I was like, man, I'm going to be a gym teacher and just train jiu-jitsu all the time. But then I was just like, man, why am I doing this? Like, like <laughs> this is, this is, I don't know, silly. So that was another part of my thought process. But yeah. I mean, you also have a nice backstory in that, you know, you thought you were going to an MMA class, allegedly. Yeah. And that it became a jiu-jitsu yeah. class. Do you ever have those MMA thoughts still? Like, do the, has that like gone out of your head and you're like, nah, nah, jiu-jitsu? No way! I can't do MMA. I, I don't know. I'm. I think I'm too old now. So. <laughs> well, again, I, think... I ask selfishly because I've lost to Dolfo, like Lovato Juniors out there at Bellator, and I'm always like, 
yeah, this is great and all, guys. But for me, my hope would be that you actually can make a career and a living out of this, which is why it's so important that we do the things like we interview them. We make the sport more interesting. We make it more broad because the more I see you guys start to get that tingle. And the reason why I ask you is twofold. Number one, highly competitive personality means, I mean, how would I do an MMA? And number two, the feeling is, you know, as somebody who's never had the want to be in a cage, I know what that feeling is. I know what that right. is to, to say like, nah, I'm good. I don't need that. But for someone who yeah. has had it to make the transfer to being that person, it does take a little bit of work. So I was just making sure that they extracted, like, I don't know if Marcelo put you under a gun and they just kind of like sucked it out of your brain <laughs> or, you know, if it's still harboring somewhere deep inside the guy who tosses up a monopoly board because he doesn't quite get park place. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I'm a sorry loser. I'm definitely competitive, but <laughs> but uh, but the um, the thing with it, the MMA is, I I kind of realized at a certain point that uh, I think I think going into MMA takes a certain personality type, and um, you know you got to be a certain kind of person to want to do damage to somebody and take damage. Jiu-Jitsu is you know one of the few arts that affords us you know, that avoidance. And, um, and so I, you know, I, I kind of after some introspection, actually, I, I don't think it's, it's the right, right sport for me. I mean, oh, I think I lost no, I'm, I'm here. Sorry. It took a second. Uh, I was just saying that no. makes sense and I'm glad for it. You know, like I'm just going to be selfish now and just tell you, I'm Thanks. glad you're with us. And I, <laughs> I hope we give you lots of the money that, that helps you do that because <laughs> I understand the one thing that is interesting is to be somebody who's good at grappling and to have a skateboarding background tells me, you know, in some way for a number of grapplers who I do know have skateboarded for a long time. My first thought process is oh, we need to chop those legs down because life's already <laughs> taken a few knocks at those. So, you know, crazy is I never really that got hurt skateboarding that much. I, I got hurt. I, I I got hurt playing baseball. I got hurt snowboarding a lot. I got hurt wrestling. Uh, I wrestled for like two years in, in in grade school, but um, but yeah, I never got hurt skating. Like not not that bad. Like definitely you get your bumps and bruises. I want to knock on wood right now because I still <laughs> skate every now and again. But um, but I never got hurt that bad. Snowboarding, broken wrist, concussion, this and that. Baseball, broken leg, tip fib. Uh, you know, wrestling, broken collarbone, concussion, like, so, but skateboarding so far, knock on wood again, okay. <laughs> but, but don't tempt the fate. Don't keep going out yeah. there. Like, if you're skateboarding to go down the street to get some food, do your thing. But if you're doing it for a long period of time and you're like, I wonder if I can still jump. I want you to hear my voice in your head that just says, uh, ADCC trials winner. Yeah. Angers, yeah. uh, <laughs> salty podcast host for not heeding his warning. So I hope you take that with you as you go on. Yeah, I'm being honest. I'm probably still going to skate a little bit, but <laughs> but I'll be careful. I'll be careful. Are you are you skating a little bit before ADCC? Can I at least get that out of you? Um, Jesus maybe. Christ, Atava! I don't have time for this bullshit. Tell you, let me tell you. So before ADCC trials, it was a week before. Uh, my friend just got done building his his mini his mini pipe in the back in his backyard, right? Mm. And we were there, and um, they were having a little ramp session, and I was just like, and they were trying to get me on there. And I was like, man, I'm not going on there. But it wasn't because of the ADCC trials; it was because I would have cut all this weight for no reason if I got hurt. So <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> so as long as I'm dieting, I probably won't go. go go on it because that means i'm too close so but yeah i'm gonna be yeah. honest kid you worry me. <laughs> you worry me a lot in the way that i can't control you're on a different <laughs> coast i can't yell at you a ton i can maybe send you a direct message that's like are you dead today please don't die uh but i mean again maybe this is the part that doesn't seep in just yet but like 
I feel like those of us who are fans here, we should always rally behind the people who are representing America. Because now you're not just representing your team. This is the That's Olympics, true. fool. So when you come to Long That's Beach, true. you're coming to my my neck of the woods. And if I see you hobbling on over, and I've got to give you that look over that's like, well, you know what you did, sir. Yeah, yeah. I'll be careful, Rob. I promise. I'll be careful. All right. All right. Good. <laughs> because the reason why I ask this is, it seems like you were mentioning that were, there were some things that kind of tie together nicely, which is we know a little bit more about your history, what it means to you. We can figure that in with your ADCC trials run, which is a great feather in your cap, which is already an impressive uh, jiu-jitsu young career to begin with. But what is about to change for you? I think that we have some breaking news that I don't know that has been announced, uh, but I think that that's a pretty good launching point for us to talk about maybe the things that were preoccupying you uh, as you were going into this year's trials. Yeah, so I guess jujitsu-wise, the big one is uh, I'm going to be opening a school uh, out in my hometown in Long Island. It's about uh, an hour and a half away from the city, so hopefully I can still go in there and get a, some good sessions and get my butt kicked. But uh, but yeah, it's something that I've always wanted to do. I always saw myself kind of, you know, taking what I've learned and bringing it back to my community, back to my my friends, my family, and and so. Uh, yeah, that process is, is underway. Um, we can the website. We just we we signed the lease about two weeks ago. I've been working nonstop with a couple of good buddies of mine, thankfully, um, on the space. But uh, the the website's up right now. Um, Peakjj.com. We're gonna call it Peak Jujitsu. So um, yeah, I hope if you guys are in Long Island or if you're ever out there or want to come train with me, you can you can check it out. That's pretty dope, dude. What what does the team feel about you going, though? Because uh, that has to be tough. I know that you're saying you're going to find the time. All of you East Coasters are like, yeah, I live basically like nine train rides away. It's about an hour to get there. Like, that's essentially what I get from every single one of you guys. But I'm sure that yeah. they also feel like a certain way uh, about you announcing that. Yeah, it's a good question. Um a lot of them are, are stoked, you know what I mean? And, and as good teammates should be, right? And, you know, most important for me, Marcelo is on board and and uh, I have his blessing. And, and he, uh, you know, you, you have to respect the guy so much because when he when we were coming up, and even now I'm sure he'll still say this, like he's like, you know, I think you, can, you guys can do better than me in jiu-jitsu. And, like, when I told him that I want to open a school, he's like, I want you to open a school better than mine. And, like, Marcelo's school is, is, is huge and best school in the world. So, you know, he's he, – to have that support means, means the world, world to me. So uh, um, I'm so thankful for that. That's, that's a – you know, that's a great thing. And it truly is the mark of uh, what I feel a good teacher is, which is um, – you know, they do want the best for you. They do want you to go on and continue and do bigger and better things. Uh, of course, you, like I, I think, hear him say that and go, I want you to have a better school than I do. And you go, how about we get past day one? Yeah, yeah. And I open the school and then we can talk about like, yeah, I'm going to totally crush your school. I, no, I mean, just, oh, God, Marcelo. All right. Um the type of person he is too yeah well that that's so great dude you know i have to say this man i get so excited to see that next chapter for people because it is important to pay it forward there is a little bit of a lost art for competitors who sometimes uh you know whether it's career choices or different opportunities that come up who don't necessarily pay it forward but you have a wealth of knowledge from competition that i'm sure a whole new subset of of individuals will be able to benefit from. So uh, I, for one, am very happy for, for you to have that as a, a thing. Um, I found it very funny because when you were telling me, you're like, Hey man, I gotta, I gotta figure out a time that this works. Cause I'm in the middle of doing this and that. <laughs> and it's kind of hard to tell you like, Hey jerk, get on the train or don't. Uh, <laughs> when in actuality, it's like, once you told me that I was like, yeah, your time is very precious right now. So I, I do very much appreciate you. Uh, taking the time to do that, man. 
it's it's my pleasure and it's it's one of those things where you know i'm there i think i i got home at eight o'clock tonight and i was i was there at, at 10 o'clock you know so so it's an all-day thing for now that's how it was too for adcc when i was training for it it was like i still had to give probably you know two days a week at least full-time days and then the weekends also Yep. And right after I went to the trials, you asked me how I celebrated. The next day, I woke up nine o'clock to go to the gym and and and, and start speckling. So like, it's like that right now, you know. So <laughs> I will say, you aren't alone. It seems like every other person has had like a super underwhelming like uh, response to it. I don't want to give away exactly what Alex said that he did. Um, that's coming up a little bit yeah. later on the show today. But Alex's uh, response was. I don't know that it was worse, but it's definitely not the one where as an interviewer, you're like, so did you go out, you eat some pizza, you go to a club, you do something fun for you. It's just like him going pretty much the opposite of that. <laughs> oh, man. I have, to, I have to listen to check it out. Absolutely. But you know what's nice is, is like, like I said, it's tough for me to watch you guys do what you do and not get uh, the opportunity to get the interview questions or to get a moment to kind of celebrate what is rightfully a great moment in your career. And, you know, it's it's important that I think that we we make those those things because I'll tell you this much. I wouldn't have known you were opening a school uh, at all. Uh, I would have just I would have read about it in two and a half months and been like, oh, cool. Did he skateboard himself to death? Because <laughs> he shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> That's, yeah, I appreciate you, you having me have me on i'm glad i was able to find find the time I, you know it, it's a two-way street it's it's not just you guys it's us too sometimes as, as competitors you know we we, we kind of complain and say oh it should be like this it should be like that and it's like it's not going to be that way if you don't help make it that way right so i'm glad that we got got this to work out absolutely dude uh can we take care of any sponsors before we get you on out of here yeah so i just want to give a quick shout out to some of my sponsors <laughs> Um, DHCS and uh, Dijitsu Online. Uh, maybe you guys can check out uh, Dijitsu Online and search for my name there. I just I just dropped a new DVD, uh, X Guard and Beyond. I'm actually I, I use a lot of the techniques that that I show on that DVD at ADCC trials, and um, I might make a little highlight or whatever of the ADCC trials and post up a video on that to kind of to kind of link to that uh, DVD, but I hope you guys can check that out. Any other sponsors? MG in Action for sure, and then also um, uh, one of my trainers, uh, uh, LaHood Movement. So, yeah, thank you. That's good stuff. And again, I, I want to make sure that people know that you have a D or an instructional called X Guard and Beyond. Yeah. Uh, what's the Beyond? Like, I, I know that I have to pay to find out. But, like, dog, I get to X-Guard and, like, there's not much beyond. It's usually just a sweep for me, you know? Uh, so, uh, you know, just a, just a nice tease would be good. Yeah, so I think I think one of the things that you'll find out with this DVD is there's a lot of counters to counters. So, you know, a lot of people come to me particularly, like, for private lessons and stuff like that. And they're like, John, this guy stepping out of my – back stepping out of my X-Guard or – smash passing through my single leg X guard. How, how do I deal with that? Like, and so I have some answers there that work for, that work for me and I've worked well in competition on that. So, you know, that's definitely one of the parts of DV that I'm most excited about for sure. The sweeps and the submissions and other things like that are still in there though. So, um, it's really, a, it's really a full port. So I okay. hope you guys check it out. Two responses to that. The first being, uh, good. Cause those were my questions. I'm going to be like, Hey, off air. Um, I was going to ask both of those questions because uh, mofos just be backstepping and I'm like, I don't have time for this. Uh, yeah. I mean, but that, that sounds, but that sounds like a good way to remedy it. So I'm, I'm very excited to see what that, that instructional looks like. And two, I mean, just the use of the word and beyond it's a little buzz light year. So yeah, bad, bad buzz light year. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know if you saw the uh, new toy story, that was released today. They released a second trailer, uh, a preview for it. And uh, they had Key and Peel. And uh, Key and Peel basically were doing a bit uh, together. 
and they're making fun of Infinity and Beyond. And here come Woody and Buzz as they walk out, and they're like, hey, do the real line. And they're mocking the line, and he just goes, to Infinity and Beyond. And they just go, you idiot. There's no such thing as Beyond Infinity. That's actually true. That's pretty funny. (laughs) And so they're like, you must not know science. So for a split second, I was just like, oh, man, you need to get in on this. This is this is what's trending right now. The kids, they love the infinity and beyond. So uh, that was my my marketer uh, starting to to profess really quickly and being like, oh, is that advertising copy? Mm, We'll get on this real quick. Like that. Anyway, my man, I, I thank you again for making time for this. It, it's so much fun to get to know you. And uh, like I said, you're representing all of America, so all of us are going to be very excited uh, to see you do your thing. I should be there live, in effect, myself uh, covering it. And if I'm not, I'm probably going to jump the gate and find a way to interview you guys somehow, uh, even if it means I'm pulling you outside uh, outside the, the nice pyramid and being like, hey, hey, kids, here's the real scoop. Um, but anyway, you guys, again, uh, big congratulations over for East Coast Trials winner. Uh, look for Peak JJ, that's Peak Jiu-Jitsu, but Peak JJ, uh, for it's coming out to the hometown of our good friend Jonathan Zatava. And when you guys have questions about X-Guard and beyond, you want to get his instructional so that way you, like myself, can work your way through many of the problems that we have whenever idiots try to backstep and pressure past my knee. I'm looking at you, Casey. I'm going to have a recommended problem-solving instructional now to come back after you. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, our thanks to Jonathan Satava. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure, Hop. 